You are listening to the REI Central Podcast presented by Maven Realty. I'm your host, Troy Gandy, broker in charge of Maven Realty, with my co-host Dan Rivers, your eco-friendly realtor. This is a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to all things real estate and real estate investing in the Charleston market. REI Central is a monthly real estate investing meetup presented by Maven Realty and Clear Vision Coaching. An REI Central event takes place every month right here in the Charleston area. We would love to see you at our next event. Also, please know that we are not attorneys or accountants. The contents of this show should not be considered legal or financial advice. The discussions in this show are not intended to be professional counsel. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to episode number 26 of Maven Realty Presents the REI Central Podcast. Um, We took a little bit of a longer break than usual just with the holidays and stuff like that. our next, the rest of the year too, might be a little difficult to get another one in just because of the holidays and stuff. I know we have a lot of traveling and everything going on, but um, we'll probably try to get one more in this year. Um, and then next year, for sure, we'll try to get back on our regular schedule um, of every two weeks or every two and a half weeks, something like that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm Troy, I'm broker in charge of Maven Realty and um, kind of a partner with uh, REI Central. And I've got Dan Rivers with me right here as always. Um, we have a recurring guest with us who's one of our, our buds. I think most of you guys are going to know him. Um, we're going to spend this episode, probably be a little shorter than usual because we just don't have a ton of time today. Um, and this is a guy that we talk to a lot. So we're going to chat since it's the end of the year about goals. Um, so you can kind of reflect back at your 2020 um, as crazy as it's been and uh, maybe prepare a little bit more for a goal setting for 2021. Um, so Dan's got a few things, a uh, few few listings he's going to run through real quick, and then a market update. Um, do you want to go through the listings real quick, Dan? Yeah, so we have, uh, I won't dwell too much on this, we have 172 President Street, that's downtown the west side, that's that piece of land with architectural drawings, half commercial, half residential, if someone's interested in building downtown. Um, I do have a coming soon even though we're not supposed to but whatever uh 265 west coleman that's going to be hitting the market hopefully early next week that's a 4-2 renovated home in bayview um not too far away you could walk to shem creek from there uh that one's got a, a lot of hardscape too it's a really cool unique property it's a ranch um wide open floor plan and they did a really great job renovating that one uh 213 shady lane it's got a lot of activity uh, we just the land next door is for sale so anybody who's interested to in having a property on the water it's on uh, tidal creek um the stone river tidal creek right there uh we could probably work something out where we could work with the land next door as long as as well as this house you could have about a half acre on the water and kind of do a package deal both of them together um and then i have another one hitting it looks like probably next wednesday or thursday over in windsor hill 4268 lavender that's our renovated home that'll be um, Dorchester, Dorchester District 2 school system, uh, 3 2. And that'll be right around 230000 Awesome. Do you have one? You know, yeah, I do. Um, my All my stuff's pending except for a flip we just finished um, over in Charleston Farms. Getting a ton of showings on it. I listed it like the day before Thanksgiving, which was kind of dumb, but I just had to get it out. <laughs> I was just so <laughs> sick of waiting for it. Um, but we're getting a lot of showings over there, so I think it'll probably go pretty soon. Um, so that's mostly it for me. I do know uh, they're not specific, so I won't say they're coming soon, but 
Um, we're going to be listing all of Jay Hendrix's uh, new builds here pretty soon, oh, I think. Cool. Yeah, we're going to work out probably some kind of a flat fee with him. And I haven't talked to him in a while, so I don't really know um, what inventory he's got at the moment. But that's that's pretty cool. So Because he makes really, really cool properties. He does a great job. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, if you got new construction clients, let us know. Because we should have a bead on inventory on that stuff. So... That's it um, for listings, and Dan's always got his market update, which I'm excited to hear. Yeah, this is um, kind of on the same trend we've been talking about the last few months, but the median home sales price um, this November, it's the end of November, um, is what I'm going off of. It's 319. Last year was 269. That's an 18.5% increase. Average days on markets, 11. Last year was 29. Total sold listings went up 25% from last year. I thought that was um, pretty interesting that the inventory is low, but last month we sold 25% more homes than we did the year before. Um, just shows you that homes, as you can see, they're not lasting long and they sell quickly um, right now, especially if they're priced right. Active listings, um, 3,225. This time last year was about 5,900. So it's 45% lower than last year on listings and pending listings, which I thought, uh, especially because things are moving quicker, kind of like a good comparison to see. I just, I just more of them pending. Um, the answer is yes, about 43% more, but you're still at 17, a little over 1,700 pending as opposed to 1,200 last year. So, um, I think so. I did a little bit more digging, and in the tri-county, active single-family homes for sale, as of today, were 1,810 homes. And only 166 of them for 250,000 or less. That's crazy. And if we really go out on that, a lot of them is really out in Monk's Corner, mm -hmm. around Lake Mary, Moultrie, Mary, Mary, and I always get those two mixed up. But like out Ridgeville, they're, they're pretty far out there. I mean, mm -hmm. as you come towards downtown Charlotte, they're just the inventory is just very tight right now. Um, mortgage rates are below three percent. Um, I know they're starting to raise. Um, FHA limits mm -hmm. and um, I believe um, jumbo to. loans too if I'm not mistaken but there are some changes going on right now good um, that should help with the inventory a little bit those two things it, it's crazy it's so unsustainable like you know everything slows down in the winter so that'll be interesting but I hope next spring it's just lit tons of new listings to try to kind of equalize it a little bit because it, it's gonna be bad if we have this much of an inventory crunch. I mean, it's really hard to find a deal. Mm -hmm. I think out of the ones that I have going on right now, probably half of them are off market. Yeah. It's just, you can't find an on-market deal for your buyer. Yeah, and I've been wanting to get cheap, cheaper properties to renovate and sell because they're selling so quick and there's just no affordable homes, but they're really difficult to find. Before I listed that Lakeland one, I looked at um, single families under 200 in Charleston County, and there were only 10. <laughs> in the whole county when I pulled that. And they're probably all in really bad condition and priced for their AR. Yeah, That's I mean, the reason why they're sitting. <laughs> like half of them were things in like Chicora that were about to fall over. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, livable, nice homes under 250, it's just, there aren't any. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why I'm surprised my Lakeland one's not gone yet, but I'm getting three showings a day. And the best consistent feedback I've like ever gotten on a listing. It's crazy. So, yeah. We yeah. did one in... Um, the name of the community now. Uh, Brandon and I just listed one. It was at 165. We had five. Was it Whipper Barony? Yeah. 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 I, I would have told Is you guys Barony? to list that's that higher. Yeah. It? Okay. Were you saying Baroni? Yeah, Baroni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a cool little neighborhood over there. Um, um, no, it really is. Well, it doesn't matter what we listed, but we did get higher. Okay. Um, so the yeah. multiple offer situation drove that price right up. So, good. Yeah, I'm very happy for her. It's a really yep. nice city. That's awesome. I like it over there. 
Um, cool. Well, that's awesome, Dan. Thanks again for doing that. Um, so now we're going to move into our guest. We have um, the righteous Russ Scheider here today with us. Um, I always have a good time hanging out with Russ. He's a buddy and a mentor of mine. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, stuff Russ does. He obviously has a lot of different things going on. Um, he's had a really good year. So we're going to go, we're going to talk mostly about goal setting because he's really, really good at setting goals and he usually takes on all the mindset activities and challenges and stuff for all of our different um, groups and things like that. So, um, Russ, thanks for coming around, buddy. Sure. I love it. Yep. It's thanks good for to, having me. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. You've been in Columbia. <laughs> been busy. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been slammed. Um, so, Russ most uh, pretty much all of our listeners are going to know you um but for those that don't what do you do so um i added licensed agent to my arsenal about a year and a half ago and mm-hmm. i do have one listing that oh, fits good. into the scarcity that you're talking about it's 1106 berkeley in um hanahan uh great schools it's in charleston farms neighborhood but it is a hanahan house um so you get the hanahan schools at kind of a North Charleston price. Uh, it's a 2-1, uh, it's furnished. It was a furnished rental um, in really, really good condition. Um, if anybody wants to check that out, it's listed at 185. I saw that one. Um, so I did add some listings this year. Um, primarily, I fix and flip, uh, do a lot of wholesaling. Um, I do own a little mobile home park. And in the past, I've done Airbnb um, short-term rentals and that is on my goal list for 2021 is to get that going again. Cool. Um, I went through a divorce a year and a half ago, and so 2020 has been a year of recovery, and the goals for 2021 are pretty different mm-hmm. as a result of that, and the mindset's different. Yeah. Too. You sprung yeah, back, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, a specific area you don't have to get this up if you don't want to? Are you looking for, like, beach rentals downtown or just so, kind of good deals? Oh, man, you're going to make me accountable now. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's um, when we talk about goal setting, one of the keys for me is accountability. Mm-hmm. And um, I formed a little private lunch group because I was starving for people to talk to, like you guys, like Dan and Troy. And um, our lunch group does an annual goal setting meeting, which we're gonna do in a couple of weeks. And it's, it's nerve wracking because it's accountability. Cause I'm gonna see these people every week. And you know, we all kind of spill our guts at the table at this goal setting meeting. And then we check each other like, hey, you said you were gonna do this. Yeah. And That's how's awesome. that going? Mm-hmm. And so the accountability, um, my goal for the Airbnbs is a mountain house a river house, as we say it in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, so something on salt water, something in the mountains, and then a place to live uh, in the Charleston area um, are my three big acquisitions for 2021. And then be able to rotate. If I'm in the mountains, I'm renting the other two. And if I'm on the river, then I'm renting the mountain house and the, the city house. Right. And if I'm in the city, then I'm renting the other two. Cool. I so love that. That's goal. a big goal. Yeah. It's the best of all three worlds. I mean, that's that, that is awesome. that is my. <clears throat> there are a lot of other goals that support that goal, mm-hmm. but that's really the big. That's the exciting. I went straight to the fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went straight to the fun. That's it is the fun, fun goal. You know. But it but it's an income goal. Too. Yeah. 
my God, even if you fall short, you get two out of the three, you're still winning. Yeah. So right that's a great goal. I like, the way, yeah. you, I like the way you think. Man. I got a stinky little deer camp up in West Virginia. <laughs> that's a little far. <laughs> no running water. Um, an outhouse, too. The outhouse is the, in the best shape of, like, the whole property. It's in great shape. So I, I'm going to try to get that thing going next year. Yeah, we're going to be a little more bougie than that, I think. Yeah, I've, got, I've been trying to get a well driller out there, um, and they just won't go. And there's probably not going to be any water, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's okay, though. I, even if it's, yeah. like, very primitive, I'm excited about it. Um, that's awesome, though, man. I'm, I'm really excited. You also do coaching, too. Yeah, coaching is um, a big part of what I do. It's one of my favorite things to do. I had a, a pretty long phone call with the coaching student today and um the ability to help people with mindset and goals and um you know specific techniques too but it sharpens my tools mm -hmm. it forces me to keep my tools sharp because people rely on me for coaching so i better be on my game yeah and that that's been really really good for me yeah. i see see i think this is i'm so excited about this podcast because of I'm sure like most people, it's very hard. Like you set goals, so you mm -hmm. kind of have, you know, like the New Year's resolution. Yeah. It, it, it's the same effect. It, you do it for a few weeks, a month, maybe a couple months, and it fades away. So I'm just really excited because I know you, this is like your specialty. You're good at it. I mean, obviously coaching, flipping, mm -hmm. and all the other things. But um, I really want to get into like your mindset and how you stay focused and how you keep on these goals. And we kind of chat a little bit about it, but I'm excited to talk about that. And, so what, what were some of yours, I guess, goals slash results for 2020? You kind of want to hop into this and so get going. Every year, um, and Kelly Garrett gets a lot of credit. She's my sister from another mister. She's my mentor, one of my great friends. Uh, she taught us to write our goals down every day. And you're talking mm -hmm. about New, New Year's resolutions. This is so opposite from that. Because if you write the same goals every day, like this morning, it's December 1st, as we're recording this, I wrote in my notebook from December 1st to December 31st, this is what I need to complete to finish out my goals for 2020. Mm -hmm. And that mindset that, that Kelly really brought to our coaching program is a game changer because January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, you know, all through the year, I write down that day's date through December 31st mm -hmm. and all of my goals. And so you can't really fall into the New Year's, New Year's resolution trap because it's, I mean, it could be August 15th. Yeah. And I'm writing down from August 15th to December 31st, here's yeah. the remainder of my goals. I was going to ask you that, and so it's the remainder. It's okay. the yeah. remainder. Yeah, so, so I achieve and cross So up. for just, and I'm just going to make numbers up, but if I decided I was going to do 15 flips in a year, and it's August, and I've only done eight, yeah, you know, then I, or I have done eight, I'm, I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. If I've done four then I say, I need to crank it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that daily focus on revisiting these goals. So we set our goals in December in our, in our coaching and in just our, our community, in our group. But then we revisit them every single day. Mm -hmm. And that, that alleviates that New Year's resolution phenomenon. Yeah. Because uh, you don't have a choice. And yeah. these are all business, personal, relationship, everything? Yeah, it's a, and that's, um, I don't know where we can post resources, but there's a tool that we use. It's a life coaching tool called the Wheel of Life. 
and the wheel of life is um, a bunch of different categories like relationships, uh, physical health, um, mental wellness, income, and business, which are two separate things because income is the money we make and business is what we do every day. Yeah. And um, there are quite a few categories that we look at and we kind of track those on a wheel and I'm making a motion in the air like you can hear me see me <laughs> on a podcast but it's a round thing yeah. like to picture an archery target uh, or a spider's web and there's rings within rings and you can look it up the wheel of life or we can we can post it as a resource but that's what you're talking about Dan is it it balances the um, you know what kind of income do I want to make what kind of relationships do I want to have you know, what, what's my physical health look like um, and kind of personal satisfaction with what I'm doing because there's a lot of unhappy rich people out there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's not my goal mm -hmm. is to be an unhappy rich person. I also don't want to be an unhappy poor person. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know. At that, if I'm going to be unhappy, I'd rather be rich. But <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be happy. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> But that, it's that balance, and my coach, Tim Taylor, years ago, he said, balance sucks. He said, imagine trying to walk on the, on the handrail of an interstate overpass and don't fall. Mm -hmm. He said, but if you think of it like a wheel, like you're rolling, what we're trying to do is get flat spots out of the wheel yeah. and make that wheel smoother. And, and it rolls better. Yeah. So that, that's a great analogy, the wheel of life. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome tool. I'll post that in REI Central, mm -hmm. the investors page and the Maven page. Um, and good. I'll do the smart one too, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The smart yeah, goal we'll talk about that yeah, I'll put those both up there so people can access them. Um, I also, I, I'm bad about writing mine down every day. I tried, because Kelly does it, so I've tried to do that mm -hmm. and I just get busy and like i would do it in the mornings and my mornings kind of suck um because of the kid but i have mine written on my mirror in the bathroom yeah so at least yep. i like look see at, it. at least yeah. you review them every day yeah. and i i don't i'm not perfect i don't do them every day mm -hmm. uh, i might miss a week or two and i start grinding and then i'm you know what's wrong you know why am i grinding yeah um you know grinding the gears and well i didn't write my goals down for mm -hmm. several days so once i get back to that it just really helps to focus, um, to focus my mind. Yeah. See, even Russ isn't perfect. Well, that's what <laughs> I like. That's why it's impactful. No, far from it. Yeah, that's why it's good to listen to Russ talk about this stuff mm -hmm. because he'll. You're very transparent. You'll admit, like, I fucked up here, but I did really well over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, when I hear some of this stuff, sometimes from like big gurus, they make it too rosy, and I just can't buy it. It's right. like you're full of shit. Of course, it's easy to do these things when like you're. A mega millionaire and you've got like all these assistants mm -hmm. and all this staff and stuff like that but for those of us that are in the trenches it takes more effort well that's it. nice i'd rather learn from someone who does it and can speak the experience but it's also human and makes mistakes like yeah. it's fine because we're going to do the same screw-ups so how do you fix your screw-ups well yeah and, and, and i say it all the time the reason i'm the mindset guy is because i need it more than anybody else yeah. in my opinion mm -hmm. i think that i have to work harder on keeping my head out of my ass than the average person mm -hmm. So learning techniques to do that has really, really helped me, and that's something I can share. Right. But you're able to admit it, which is, mm -hmm. you know, most people can't. Yeah. See, that's the amazing yeah. part. Know your weaknesses, know what you're not good at, and then focus on those. You know, and this is a prime example. Yeah. And now yeah. people listen to you on how to have that mindset and how to set goals and everything, and you say it's, you know, it wasn't one of your strengths or, 
something you have to work at. But yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, def definitely something to work on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this time of year, it's the most wonderful time of the year um, when we set goals. And we talk about, um, and I'll just talk for a minute, uh, what we found to be really effective. And I love Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week. He pounds that word effective. It's not efficient, it's effective. Because efficient, it just feels good. Mm -hmm. And effective, get shit done. Okay. Um, so Troy mentioned SMART goals, and I'll go through that. This is trite. Most people have probably heard it, but it's extremely important that uh, S-M-A-R-T is goals need to be specific. So my goal, when I write it down, and for, for the example for this year, I'm going to say a million dollars in business income. And so that's very specific. It's a number. Mm -hmm. And it could be 100000 it could be 60000 it could be $25 million, but it's a specific number. So goals need to be very specific, and we're talking about money at that point. But let's say specifically, well, I want to get in shape. That's not specific. Mm -hmm. Do I need to lose 15 pounds? Do I want to run an eight and a half minute mile? Um, do I need to want to be able to run a 10K without stopping? Mm -hmm. Do I want to deadlift 210 pounds? I mean, that's specific. Mm -hmm. Saying I want to get in shape, what does that mean? Right. To say I want to shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Round is definitely a shape. <laughs> Um, so goals need to be specific and that, that applies to, and relationships. I mean, get real specific about what do you want that relationship to look like? Mm -hmm. I, I want to have good relationships. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything. With what and with whom? And, mm -hmm. and so to get really specific about, you know, I want my romantic partner to feel loved and accepted and understood and you know, whatever those specific, make it really specific. So that's the S in SMART goals. Measurable is next. SM, measurable is just what it says. Just like a fitness goal, it's measurable. Either you run an eight and a half minute mile or you don't. Mm -hmm. um, either you've lost the 15 pounds or you haven't. It's very measurable. And with a monetary goal, if we're gonna do a million dollars in business income, you know, the scoreboard is there. So you just look at the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. So it's measurable. Is it attainable? Um, I'm not going to set a $25 million goal because it's not attainable for mm -hmm. me, not with the resources I have and, and the time I'm willing to put into it. So we set goals that are attainable. Um, again, the fitness analogy, the relationship analogy, or a financial, uh, how do you measure it? Can I ask you a little bit about the attainable? attainable? Yeah. Because I think this is a very important one because it's easy to set an attainable goal that you're going to hit a home run on. Like, you know, Troy or I say we're going to sell five homes next year. You know, that's right. not that's that's right. an attainable goal. We're going to hopefully hit that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. no, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, is, right. is it better to set that goal that maybe just barely not attainable? Or, like, how do you, how do you kind of measure that? Or is it just what you're feeling? This is what I need to be happy? It needs to scare. To me, it needs to scare you. Okay. If your goals don't scare you, um, and I even said that in the email when I set up the goal setting meeting that we're having. Yeah. I said, I'm afraid. <laughs> I mean, if you're not a little bit afraid to share your goals because we're all holding each other accountable, the goals aren't big enough. Mm -hmm. So it's attainable, but it, it better be scary too. It better be a, a, a um, 
because I'm reading a book by Seth Godin, who's one of my favorite authors right now, and he makes a point, if we're not growing, we're dying. Mm-hmm. You, you're, it's like swimming in a river. Um, the current's moving. Mm-hmm. So either you're you know, working across the current or you're going downstream. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's attainable, it needs to be a stretch. It, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a fitness goal, you better be sore. You know yeah. what I mean? You better be tired. And if it's a financial goal, um, it better scare you a little bit. When you can project, too, like, it's hard if you're brand new because mm-hmm. you don't know, you have no real benchmark to work off of. But sure. you can look back, just review, okay, so how much did we grow? What percentage or how many units mm-hmm. or whatever? And you can use that to go forward. That's what I usually do with my projections is I try to at least match you know, like that's my like. I didn't fail if mm-hmm. I could at least match my output, and you know, percentage of growth from right. the previous year. Right. But I still aim for much higher. Well, and if you're brand new, I would say grab a friend, mm-hmm. a mentor, a coach. And the difference between a mentor and a coach is a mentor pays you, mm-hmm. and a, you pay a coach. That's good in my mind, yeah. because a mentor is somebody you work for, you work with, you partner. To me. I pay my mentors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mentors pay me as an employee yeah. or in some role. Well, you're providing value to them. You're mm-hmm. providing something to yeah. them where, where I'm paying, they're paying me. Right. But a coach is somebody you pay. Yeah. And so get a coach, get a mentor, or just grab a friend who's like-minded, mm-hmm. who wants the things you want. Yeah. And if you're brand new... And you don't have last year to say, well, I want to do a 10, 15, 20% increase from last year, then grab a friend and challenge each other. Yeah. And if you're brand new, I would say set your goals and then it's really critical that you look at them every day Mm -hmm. and change them as it goes and they should go up, not down. Yeah. Yeah. As it changes. Um, So attainable is the next step in our smart goal setting and then relevant. And I'm going to slow down for a minute and talk about this. Kelly Garrett, that that I mentioned before, at our last REI Central meeting, she kicked us off with, let's base this whole meeting on thinking about why. Why do you do this? Mm -hmm. Why why not just work a nine-to-five job? Or if you are working a nine-to-five job, why invest in real estate on the side? Why? Why would you bother? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's risk. It's work. It's why are you doing that? And each and every one of us has a little bit different why. Um, I fully intend to retire in seven years. I have a seven-year goal to, in seven years, it doesn't mean I'll quit doing real estate or won't do a lot of the things I still do, but I won't have to. Mm -hmm. And so that's my why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, taking care of my kids and being healthy for my family and all that, those are all why, 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 why. Is it relevant? So SMART, who said specific, measurable, attainable, the R in SMART, is it relevant? So is what, are the goals that we're setting in line with who we want to be and how we want our lives to be? So don't set a million dollar goal if you if you don't want to do that work. And don't set a fitness goal to run an eight and a half minute mile if you're not going to train for it. Make it relevant to to what you're looking for, um, and and your why. Yeah, that um, anchors it. 
Yeah. That absolutely. does. You know, instead of just being like, I want to be rich. It's like, well, okay, well, right. why, though? Like, you need to have some sort of, like, emotional, you know, anchor point to all this stuff, too. Right, and I want passive income. <clears throat> well, why? I mean, how is that relevant to what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. It almost sounds like, and maybe I'm mistaken, but it almost sounds like you kind of want to pitch yourself in the future and where you want to be and then work backwards on that to say, okay, I really want to be retired. You're stealing my thunder, man. No, please, please. But that's what I'm just seeing all this stuff and it's, it's, it just makes sense. Like you're like, Hey, where do I want to be? And it doesn't necessarily mean money or Mm -hmm. I don't need to have Mm -hmm. 15 million in the bank account. Maybe I just want hundred thousand a year and residual passive income so I could have freedom Mm -hmm. and spend time with kids or maybe it's whatever. Yeah. Okay. That, well, you're precise. Sense, you're yeah. precisely right, and that's what we talk about. The next section will be backing into goals, mm-hmm. and you nailed it because it's relevant. And I love that you picked that up immediately because why are we doing this? Why are we pushing ourselves like this? Um, what's the money for? Mm-hmm. What's the physical training for? What's the working on the relationships? I mean, what's the point? So is it relevant? So when we're setting goals, the goals need to be relevant to to who we want to be. And then the T in SMART goal setting is time-based. And that is um, a factor in writing them down every day and updating the goals every day. And especially at the first of the month, I tend to really buckle down at the first of the month and every quarter because they're milestones. Mm-hmm. And those are time the goals are time relevant. So if I have a goal to, to make a million dollars a year in business income, that's $83,333 a month. So you look at that every month and say, where are we? Well, mm-hmm. we made 25 grand this month. Well, that, that's not working. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's time relevant that every day, every week, every month, every quarter, we have a goal. Mm-hmm. So it's time-based. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based is smart goal setting. You can find it all over the internet. Um, smart goals. Yeah. You didn't create that. <laughs> huh? You didn't create that. No, I didn't create anything, you man. I, I learned from other you people. Perfected yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> well, there's so there are a lot of tools out there though that like just calendar alone. Mm-hmm. Like you can yep. set yourself a weekly, monthly, quarterly, mm-hmm. yearly reminder you know so it, it t- like i tell my i'm not going to say her name but it's one of these um devices that spies on you and your home <laughs> but we have them all over the place She's yeah i don't care because it really makes our life a lot more convenient just having like that thing alone and i can ask her every day what's my schedule for today like oh, wow. first thing i can do in the morning and she'll tell me all the stuff i have and that's just a good reminder so i know right away like okay you know i obviously can pull it up on my phone too but it's just easy you know, to do that. I think it's cooler to do that. Yeah, I don't like is. those things, but that part's kind of cool. Alexa. I like that. Alexa, what's my schedule today? Troy, today, there is one event remaining. There is one event in progress. Podcast with Russ lasts until 4 p.m. It's pretty cool. We have I 11 love minutes. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, um, if you do it first thing in the morning, it'll tell you, like, you know. Yeah. Like as you know, before you get to things, it's it's pretty fucking neat. I use that a lot. And and you're 30, and Kelly and I are over 50, so we yeah. use a piece of paper and pencil. <laughs> That's probably more effective, though, honestly. <laughs> but Kelly's um, mentioned about like writing things down. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that is a way of remembering stuff. That's why you take notes in school, I'm sure. Right. It's all about just when it, it's, visual. And... It's funny because, again, kicking it back to Kelly, and she said at REI Central, the, the mind thinks in pictures. Mm-hmm. And so I've started, when I write my goals down, I draw a picture next to it. And I literally doodle, I'll write, you know, buy, buy a mountain house, and I draw mountains. Buy a river house, mm-hmm. and I draw a river. And, you know, sell my camper that I'm not using, and I draw a picture of the camper leaving <laughs> my driveway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I seriously do. It sounds yeah. ridiculous, but I, and I laugh at myself. <laughs> I did it this morning, sitting in my chair, and writing it out. But then I've started drawing a picture next to each one of my goals and when I kept hearing Kelly say the mind thinks in pictures well damn it I'm gonna make some pictures yeah. <laughs> that makes know? sense though because you're visualizing it yeah you know and that drawing is like a representation of what you see you know the way well, yeah. that it might materialize and I wrote down you know um, 15 high profit flips and I drew a rocket ship yeah and I'm thinking that's my rocket ship yeah is I, I draw I draw a rocket blasting off next to my big goal so that's kind of a fun thing so let's talk about and Dan you kicked it off and I love it kind of backing into the goal so let's just say theoretically someone had a million dollar a year income Mm -hmm. goal and that someone might want to do 15 flips at $40,000 a piece at $600,000 so there's a big chunk of it Rental income, $10,000 a month or $120,000 a year. Commissions on sales. Um, and if this person were me, that's not a big part of my income, but it is a part. So about 60000 a year, 20 listings, $3,000 commission per, because um, I'm mostly doing investor stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I do is assignments of contract. And I say one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Eight assignments for fifteen thousand mm-hmm. uh, is one hundred and twenty thousand. That gets me to a million. As the year goes on, I may find that I've done more assignments and fewer flips, or more listings, or whatever. It doesn't matter because the income goal is the key. Yep. And then I have a spreadsheet that I can I can send to you, Troy, if you want to share it on one of the websites. That is backing into that goal. Well, now we have. A goal we have that goal broken down into attainable chunks and so how do we make that happen so that what I just described and I can put it in writing and send it to you to post is 43 transactions okay okay Mm -hmm. so I think about I need to do 43 transactions to meet my goal Ten of those, I'm going to say, are completely organic. They just, from relationships I already have, ten of those are just going to kind of fall into my inbox and I have to take action to make them happen. So that leaves 33 deals that I need to do marketing or lead generation to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on last year, um, those deals cost me, each deal cost me about $3,300 lead generation. So that's $99,000 in marketing or lead generation. So I need to, and that happens to be $8,300 a month, which is 10% of my monthly goal. Mm -hmm. So marketing is 10% of income. Mm -hmm. 
but you have to do the marketing first before the income right right mm -hmm. or the lead generation I'm, I'm I'm an old marketing guy and I'm starting to realize how old my marketing mm. thinking is and it's more about lead generation now and not so much about what we thought of as marketing yeah it's really direct response lead generation from Google or direct mail or whatever we're doing so that's how we back into our goals is to break it down into chunks and whatever your individual investment plan or your business or your you know your w-2 income or whatever um, and then that determines what you'll need to invest in marketing you know what's crazy you mentioned I want to make a million dollars a year and that sounds you know out of this world to most people mm -hmm. you know some people maybe they make it happen and then you break it down like that and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying it's something that everybody necessarily, I think you can if you put your mind to anything, but you know, it's going to attain next year. But it sounds a lot more attainable when you break it down. It just sounds like you can reach these goals or closer to it. So I'm thinking like, how oh, I'm never going to make a million dollars in a year. And then I look at these goals and I'm like, hmm, put systems in place. Maybe bring in a partner or so and all of a sudden you're starting to meet these goals. And you realize suddenly, Dan, how close you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what always surprises that. me is when I have to do a personal financial statement mm -hmm. for something, like if I'm refinancing my house or something, whatever. I fill that thing out and I'm just like, damn, dude, I'm just feeling pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it's hard to quantify it sometimes when you're busy. Um, but when you look at look at stuff like this on paper and you reverse engineer it. Right. That which we'll, you know, get into, I guess, in a, if you want to go into more That's what I'm saying. backing when in. Reverse engineer, yeah. I keep saying we back into it, but reverse engineering is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And and it's the old joke is how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One bite at a time. Yeah. Yep. And if we're writing down our goals daily, taking daily action to build the knowledge, relationships, and action that it takes mm -hmm. every day, and um, there's a great book called The Compound Effect yeah. uh, by Darren Hardy. Is that right? I Compound think, Effect. I yeah. think that's his name. But it, it's astonishing how if you just stack a little win on top of a little win, if you win a little bit every day mm -hmm. and strengthen those relationships, you know, be effective with your action and gain the knowledge that you need a little bit every day, um, it's astonishing what we can do. Yeah. It really is that my clients when they a lot of people will ask me like how many doors do you want or how many doors should I get I'm like that's fine if you want to do it that way but I tell people to look at it financially to work backwards from that because yeah. no a door doesn't represent a specific amount of money they're all gonna be a little bit different and they're gonna change so you might need a roof sooner on this one right. than that one and this one might cash flow 200 and that one might cash flow 800 like it's too um, unreliable to do it via doors. But so. I learned that from Dusty Keefe, mm -hmm. my fellow coach, and Kelly, who, um, you know, they're, they're examples for me, mm -hmm. is break it down into little digestible chunks of what you need to do every day, mm -hmm. every week, every month, every quarter, and all of a sudden it's December, and I'm, I'm in a big push right now, um, to to have a really big month in December mm -hmm. to meet my goals for 2020 yep. and then go full speed into 2021 
and I learned it from from watching these monsters of rock mm -hmm. <laughs> who are you know who are ahead of us yeah and this is how they do it yeah Kelly that changed my mind a lot when flips I would always say I want to do X amount of flips per year right and she does it based on gross income right so she says I want to make X amount of dollars off my flip so she could have two great ones and be fucking I'm done with them if she wanted to for the year or you know if you have a smaller profit margin on them then you got to do more of them so but what's the point in doing the number that you want to get to if it's a specific amount of money that you're trying to make well my original coach said his ultimate goal was to do one flip a year and make a million dollars yeah and he was working toward that and one year I think he did three flips and made over three hundred thousand dollars per flip mm -hmm. you know beach houses very very targeted but imagine doing only three transactions the whole year yeah and making over nine hundred thousand dollars I know a guy who did it mm -hmm. because that was the goal he set mm -hmm. and I think that's I mean so important I say the same thing um, not to beat a dead horse but it really is like a lot of new investors really let this rein in of don't worry about the people because people will tell you all the time oh, I have a hundred doors 400 doors you don't know how they have them are they are they a general partner? Are they a limited partner in something where they make $50 a month per door? Or yeah. maybe they have, you know, maybe they're involved in a syndication and they fluffed it that, you know, oh, I have 150 doors. Yeah, yeah but I make, you know, whatever. I'm a small part of that syndication. Right. You yeah. make $8 a month mm -hmm. per Exactly. Door. <laughs> if you make it a financial goal, who can, I mean, that's, that's what me and my partner are trying to do is like, maybe we get up to 40 units and then once, you know, we build it and then we sell a ton of them off, pay down the other ones. And cash flow higher off less units, less headaches. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter whatever your goal is, but have it to just have a number of doors or a number of flips is another dangerous thing to do because then, because mm -hmm. then your goal, as you're mentioning right now, you're saying, hey, I'm five flips short this year. Sure. You may force a deal and you may end up not even just breaking even, you may lose money on that. Yeah. If right. you don't look at it properly and yeah. you don't analyze it and <clears throat> you're just trying to force that deal to happen. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I know, I know another person who, did a hundred flips a year, mm -hmm. year after year after year, and made about ten grand per flip, mm -hmm. and their expenses just ate them alive. Yeah. So it it's critical to have, uh, in my opinion, to have a business income goal. This is what I've learned from people smarter than I, more successful than I am, to have a business income goal and then chunk it, chunk it, you know, break it into chunks, and then as you said, Dan we don't force anything we look at it we evaluate every deal or every transaction because mm -hmm. um, the way i'm looking at it is other than the the rental income everything else is transactional mm -hmm. so we look at the transactions and say is this transaction worth doing not just to say i'm going to do 30 flips so i'm going to force one in where i make two grand yeah mm -hmm. you know why why on earth would i do that all mm -hmm. that work and headaches and risk right for two grand well, yeah and that's the relevant is mm -hmm. it relevant Am I just going to, you know, stand up in front of a group and say, I did yep. 50 flips this year yep. and I lost money on eight of them. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, it's, that's not the goal. The goal is, is income and more importantly, that wheel of life, the balance of, am I miserable Yeah. doing this? I don't want to be miserable. Do you want to be miserable? Yeah. No. Yeah. That need part of a smart goal and the wheel of life is like whatever this business income goal is, it needs to be compatible with the personal and sure. relationship and stuff. And that's too. the attainable part. Yeah. And when we talk about attainable, um, 
when we say is it attainable and relevant to me those go very hand in hand yeah. is it's attainable because it fits within my lifestyle All right well russ i know you got stuff to do yep. um this was very good though so um we're gonna do goal stuff a little bit i'll prime people at our next rei central which is in like two days great um and then the january event we're gonna spend a lot more time talking about this stuff so um and then clear vision obviously that's the coaching vehicle that you um kelly and dusty have yes so you guys get really involved with with this stuff too especially you that's kind of your component of right. most of the coaching so people can uh definitely check you out there rather than go through all the fun stuff and events before i do have one thing if we can hit mm -hmm. any book podcast or anything that's really helped you with your goal setting um i should have been prepared for that question shouldn't i um, <laughs> I'd rather you not prepared. I want something. It doesn't even have to be technically on that topic, but what helped you? Anything or it could be an article. It doesn't matter to me. Well, I think the compound effect yeah. is is a book I read a long time ago, and I, it's one of those books I didn't really get it the first time I read it, and then by listening to my coaches, and my smart my friends who are smarter than I am I, I live by the rule if you're the smartest guy in the room you're in the wrong room yeah um, so learning from others to apply things books like traction and the compound effect um, because those concepts kind of blow me away mm -hmm. until I can get somebody to to help me make it applicable mm -hmm. um, but that the compound effect is is really a, a good one for goal setting and understanding how those little micro actions lead to macro results right yeah and kelly and uh, danny just wrote a book too which I, I just i just read it i just finished it it's, it's phenomenal it's very very simple and really not easy to do yeah <laughs> what, they, yeah. what mm -hmm. they outline is so simple mm -hmm. and I, I draw that line between simple and easy it's simple but it is not easy yeah um but it if and it it rocked me back on my heels le reading that little book from kelly and danny and said i gotta tighten up yeah i need to get it things i do i haven't bought it yet i need to get it yeah i give you my version but you need to buy your own and support i know our friends. i know yeah. i need to i have it in my cart <laughs> like my wish list i just haven't paid for it yet yeah um Cool, man. Well, thank you so much sure, for coming for today. Yeah. You can slide out if you want to. Yeah, um, I have a closing. Yeah, go ahead. You're good, buddy. I have a closing. Congratulations. We're going to ring the bell. Go make some money. Yeah, money <laughs> your transactions. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll thank finish you. up, Dan. You want to go through um, a couple eco tips? Yeah, just uh, investing tips. Especially right now in this cold weather for Charleston, you mm -hmm. know, 40s today. Just uh, most energy loss is through windows and doors. And be sure to kind of close up any gaps, weather stripping, if you see any gaps in windows, doors, and uh, the plastic shrink wrap. Um, if you don't have good windows, putting that on your windows does help mm -hmm. keep it a little bit more energy efficient, keeps the uh, cold air outside. Um, and I have now <coughs> taken on my courses, so I will have my green designation Oh, soon. good. So I figured the eco-friendly realtor should yeah. have the green designation. That's awesome. Um, and then a couple cool things happen around Charleston. Uh, Festival of Lights over on James Island County Park. I would suggest don't go on a Friday or Saturday night, get three crowds. Yeah. See you, buddy. See you later. See ya. Um, Charleston Holiday Market, Saturdays and Sundays over at Marion Square. That's for the next couple of weeks. And then Firefly just has a lot of events going on, and they yep. have a, cool, a couple of cool holiday events. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I just noticed that, that there are we are picking up with some activities. Obviously, be safe out there, but um, there are some things to do in this December. 
Good. That's awesome. Um, well, this was a good one. I'm very glad to get this out this time of the year so people can use this stuff and not have to rush into goals. They can kind of think about it and understand these different documents and stuff and get prepared. Um, I did also change our podcast host recently. Um, so it's kind of, it should go out to a wider, um, whatever distribution platform. It goes to more providers now. Um, and I think there, they have a monetization tool where there might be some, uh, businesses and vendors that offer advertisements for us to do. I haven't gotten any yet, but just so that our listeners know, we might put, stick a couple small ads, um, in these in the future. If I get any good offers from people, they would be very relevant. That's part of this platform is that they're supposed to be somewhat relevant to your mm -hmm. content. Um, and I'll try to make them very short and stuff like that. And I'm, please believe me, we're not going to make much money at all, if anything, off that, even if we do. But it would um, maybe be nice to afford, you know, we could get some better, like, soundproofing equipment and stuff like that. Maybe advertise it every now and then if we had a little bit of monetization. We snacks in the room. Yeah, we got snacks, a little mini fridge the over there. Yeah. And we got a Keurig <laughs> that I've never even used in here. So, um, but that's it. So, uh, REI Central, the December event is on the 3rd, which is, like, two days from now. Um, and then we'll do, um, in January, we're going to do a goal setting kind of event over there too. So, um, be glad to have you guys, you know, feel free to come by regardless of your experience level and that's it for today. See you hopefully Thursday night. Yep. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the REI Central podcast presented by Maven Realty. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to us. You can find us online at www.mavenrealtysc.com. We also hope to see you at our next REI Central meetup. More information on dates and tickets can be found at www.rei-central.com. Have a great day.